0: I'm Mike Hebert, owner of Cantex Roofing and Construction. Every day is game day, and we'll get it right when it comes to your roofing, construction, windows, and mirrors. Call Cantex Roofing and Construction today. Together, we are one serving you.
1: The podcast that finishes your workday in a very Red Raider way. This is the Tech Talk Podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantec's Roofing and Construction.
0: It is the juice here on Tech Talk. You've got us on Double T 97.3 and Double T 97.3.com. Happy Wednesday to you, Clint Scott. Now joined by the one, the only, Dr. Mike Gustafson. Made it. Ben Poorman, behind the glass. Fast and Furious. Uh, afternoon, huh?
2: Yeah, it really, really has been, dude. <laughs> like, yeah. So, no problems. Just uh, yeah, just stacking them up.
0: Yeah, that's right. Well, we're glad to have you back. Yep, good to be uh, back. We'll get all into. Uh,
2: yeah, we got all the things. To all talk the about. things
0: to get into. Let's uh, let's jump into some headlines. And we got this at the end, uh, towards the end of our show yesterday. Actually, right around the juice part two. Um, but at this point in time, it was just Adrian Beltre. Of course, Adrian Beltray uh, inducted to the Hall of Fame, um, and he's joined by Todd Helton and Joe Maurer. Did you have, uh, any qualms, any arguments for those who did, didn't get in?
2: Nope. I would have, I was hoping that, uh, no, no problem with those three that got in hoping that, uh, Mr. Brewer, uh, I mean, uh, excuse me, Brewer, Billy Wagner Mm -hmm. would get in and still hopeful of that. But yeah, uh, no, I, no problem with that. It's a good group. And Wagner was what? Just short.
0: Cause he yeah. was at 73% yep. and he's one year of eligibility, two more. Yeah. Maybe.
2: He's getting that, close. Yeah, he is. And that's, that's a, uh, yeah, it used to be a 15 year window and now I think it's 10, but yeah, he's a, uh, and and he's a college baseball hall of fame inductee as is Helton who got mm-hmm. in. And so I've, I've been spent enough time around Billy Wagner to go, man, that's a cool, dude. Like, Hmm. You would like him. Our listeners would like him Like if you just if he lived next door, he's a cool guy. Like and now, I find myself rooting even harder for. Well, him. what's
0: he doing? I mean, just like uh, come hang out with us sometime.
2: Well, he's in Virginia. He could he could probably afford a Learjet to get out here. <laughs> we could like, have him come in on a day where like Tech Hoops is in town or something good. You know, good sports day. He'd probably have a good time.
0: Now, like the the Wagner thing with just on the outside. Do you know what his percentage was like last year? I don't. Like I how think... big of a jump that was, because it seems like if you're right there, it feels like that's one for next year that's going to yeah. get in.
2: Yeah, and I, and I think 73 yeah. is as close as anyone has ever gotten. And not Were he to not get That's in, not it would be that. Up. No, no, no.
0: I was the closest one ever. Yes.
2: Yeah, and I think that used to belong to Gil Hodges at one point. There's some, yeah, but uh, yeah, really happy for those three, and especially for Beltre. A Fun, fun dude. You know, on the field, obviously highly productive, and uh, you know, just it's a great time to be a Rangers fan. We, we've, uh, you know, we've all lived through the <laughs> the dark days, and now you got a, a world champion and a and a hall of famer in what a six month window?
0: Yeah, and you, and you're just rolling through momentum right now yeah, if you're the Rangers because you have all the expectations in the world now heading into this year, and you should. Uh, Big Twelve basketball last night: some results. Texas beat Oklahoma at Oklahoma seventy five to sixty. And we'll get into plenty of these matchups. It's going to run through the scores for you real quick, um, but Texas. Gets a much-needed win for them and for Oklahoma. Road now, win. Yeah, both them and Texas sitting at 3-3 three and three in conference play. Houston got a road win over BYU. 75-68 was the final, but this was a great game. Um, this was tied with like under two minutes to go. BYU had plenty of chances. You play the free throw game there at the end. I thought a couple very dumb fouls by BYU that didn't help out, but Houston gets a road win. They moved to 4-2 and two in conference play, and BYU is good as they've been, and as much of a surprise candidate as they've been now sitting at two and four in conference play, um, which feels like that hurts at this point in the season, even though it's early. West Virginia fell to UCF on the road 72 to 59. This was 37 to 24 at the half. UCF jumped all over the Mountaineers and then poor, poor Oklahoma State 0-6 in conference play now. TCU wins 74 to 69 there in Stillwater. One game on the docket tonight in the Big 12. Um, I think this is an incredibly interesting matchup yes Kansas State goes to 23rd ranked Iowa State there at Hilton Coliseum
2: yeah the 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 folks in Ames getting to host both Kansas schools in what a four-day window here <laughs> between Wednesday and Saturday because the Jayhawks will be there on Saturday and uh you know that those are a uh, couple challenging road trips for the the Kansas schools and uh Probably a pretty fun stretch of basketball for the Iowa State fans.
0: And I would think the Cyclones, though, you know, we've had this conversation with, well, hey, it's on the road, but you take a split, man. You you wouldn't take a split right now if you're Iowa State because I think you can win both of those games. Yeah, I think so. They're both Um, winnable. Yeah, Yeah. Uh, especially with what we've seen out of the Jayhawks on the road and past that front five. Tonight, we will have Lady Raider basketball taking on Houston at home. 5.30 start time for Fink and Chuck on 1077 YesFM. Of course, they're looking for a sweep they won earlier in the year. Uh, It was the first Big 12 game of the year, actually. Uh, 79-71, I believe, on that final. But it's crazy that you're already, uh, at least for one team, uh, where you're at in the season where you even have a chance that you've seen them a second time. But here's Lady Raider basketball doing that. They're looking to bounce back from a very disappointing loss in Provo, Houston, 2-5 and in Big 12 play You've played much better at home. I, I like yeah. what you have tonight. Got
2: it. Gotta protect they've gotta protect home for no matter who they're playing, but especially this team at home. Um, you know, what the BYU game in Provo represents, probably a bit of an opportunity missed, but uh you yeah. know, at least in terms of getting that home game back, trying to trying to get the Texas game back. But, you know, still still holding serve. But uh yeah, they're they're uh, Getting getting low on mulligans here. Got yeah. to have this one tonight.
0: Uh, and then a couple more things we have for you tonight. 6 o'clock over on 100.7. The score, it's the high school fan zone. Lefty, lefty, lefty will be in the house as always. Tonight with coaches from Friendship at 6, Lubbock Cooper at 620, and Liberty at 640. And then 15 minutes after we're done, a battle from the SCC. Do you still call it the Iron Bowl whenever you're on <laughs> no, the hardwood?
2: No, I, I don't. I don't. I lived in Tuscaloosa as a little kid. Don't ever recall Iron Bowl talk during during basketball. Is Usually that, a fun matchup, but yeah, but not not Iron Bowl.
0: Auburn at Alabama, six fifteen, and those are your headlines. What's up, Gus? How are you?
2: <laughs> I'm good, dude. I uh, I was a little worried. Sneed and I were on the same flight. We ended up on the same flight from Kansas City to Dallas, and to Dallas to here last night. But, uh, the, this same, and it, it was dry the last segment uh-huh. when I was listening driving in over here on the interstate. So, but just the same gruddy, cruddy kind of mess except rainy, uh, on Monday in Kansas city. And, you know, and I kept looking at the thermometer in my car and it was 34 degrees. Like, Oh, please stay above freezing. Cause <laughs> you know, it was, it was, it was really raining Like if this thing gets to, you know, it's not gonna have to go very far, and this is all gonna be frozen, and I was not excited about that. And it stayed 34, 38, you know, which it wasn't, it wasn't, uh, you know, beach weather or anything, but it stayed above freezing, and so that rain stayed, stayed watery instead of icy. But uh,
0: you mean you don't look at like 34, and you don't put on the trunks and like the, uh, you know, what I've never understood, like why is this a trope whenever you're trying to convey vacation whether it's in a like a tv show or a commercial it's just the one little strip oh, yeah. of of sunscreen over yep. the nose yep. while the rest of that person is burning right like i've never understood that like kind
2: of you like pasty white with the red yeah like yeah, you'd be yeah. a candidate Yeah. Thank for the, you.
0: yeah you're, exactly
2: you'd be like, a just, candidate you're kind of the fair skin type you'd be a candidate for that like, white blob of nose
0: i've got walrus skin except for this tiny little strip across exactly. my nose yeah yeah
2: and it's usually Charmant some nerdy stuff. looking dude yeah i mean they're not putting that on like the swaggy dude. Like here,
0: if you can make the sunscreen on the nose look cool, you can make anything look cool. Hey beast from mode, from what I've learned from hey, TV. Hey beast
2: mode, put this on your nose. Hey Shaq, put this on your. You know, like how, <laughs> how's that? How's that going? Down? Know, like
0: Zach from Save from the Bell never had that right. look. No, that was Screech.
2: Yeah, no. exactly. One hundred percent. One hundred percent.
0: It is tech talk. We will uh, catch up a little bit more with Gus and talk some more Big 12 basketball on the other side. You can get your questions in on the 8th floor and center chat line. Thoughts, comments, questions, all that welcome there. Back with more next, it's Tech Talk.
1: It's every Red Raiders favorite podcast. This is the Tech Talk podcast from Double T 97.3. Presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. It is Tech Talk. Thanks for joining us here on Double T
0: 97.3 and Double T 97.3. It is the return of Clint Scott and Dr. Mike Gustafson. We're finally back together again. It's yes. been uh, a it, month
2: of turmoil.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully we have uh, weighted the waters, people, and we are smooth sailing from here on out. That's what uh, we're looking forward to, right? Yeah,
2: you had a sprained knee and I had a sprained <laughs> ankle. and uh, yeah, I, th- I think the only planned part of this was these two days. I had given Jamie these two days and l- yesterday and Monday that I'd be gone back and i don't know early december or whatever which is i had covid and you had uh, all the other things last week you know that was all of that was unplanned you
0: you got covid and i just said i'll catch everything else yeah yeah Yeah.
2: exactly i'll get the rest of it but between the the weight
0: the weight loss and the steroids (laughs) i am a specimen now i have an anger issue now but that's a different story you know uh I walked in first thing on Monday, realized the steroids were working when I flipped a car. Uh, they parked in the spot <laughs> nice. that I like, and I just took care of that myself. Boy. i like, this is my
2: spot. Ah! And they just threw it. Love it, dude. Awesome. Beach mode.
0: Uh, ben Porman behind the glass taking care of us. You can hit us up on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. So, of course, we covered it in headlines, but just wanted to give uh, a little more breathing space on it. Uh Adrian Beltra, of course, you know, n- neither Very of cool. us are, are 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 Ranger fans. You know, not
2: primary team. Not, yep. not
0: primary, but we, ah. we didn't grow up Rangers fans, so uh-huh. we didn't like grow up in in that vein. And I've seen a lot of cool conversations today of people who have been Rangers fans forever. Mm-hmm. And we've seen a lot of this, you know, with the run that the Rangers just went on, uh, and the uptick immediately in, in success. And and that's just putting it lightly with what you are able to accomplish and the standing ground that you're on. Um, but for Adrian Beltre, the, you know, the numbers speak for themselves, the career speaks for itself. Um, it, it feels like a rarity to this level when you also just have a, and I'm not just like, I'm not like best friends with the guy. I don't know, know his personality when he's in like a one-on-one room, but a a one-on-one of one type character, one-of-one type person personality that was. Mm -hmm. Memorable for on the field, but also just memorable for who he was as a player and who he still is. But um, Adrian Beltray just feels like you put in like all time likable baseball players from Mm -hmm. guys to this is what I'm getting to that aren't maybe particularly in that vein uh, of being in that fan base. Beltray was that guy, is that guy?
2: Yep, 100%. And I I think that uh, that. You know, could center on sort of the—I mean, the the funny moments that we have around him. First of all, the big smile. You know, the dude. Uh, it obviously highly productive, but clowning around with Elvis Andrus. here was the, mm-hmm. you know, him him pretending to catch a pop fly when it's Andrus—not not in his way, but you know, you've seen it where they just <laughs> yeah. sort of mirror each other. The the chemistry and fun that those two dudes had. It'd be on some Wednesday afternoon game, 102 degrees outside, Arlington, you know, and and 8,000 fans in the house, and they're they're down there having a blast, you know, cutting up and all. The the, the time he picked up the the ump said get back in the on deck circle. He picked up the on deck circle, dragged it over there, you know. Um, always the uh, always fighting the uh, dudes touching his head, yeah, you know, which was always fun. Uh, I saw a question.
0: It's like, do you think they're gonna get mad if somebody touched him at the top of his bus? (laughs) Yeah. What if? Yeah. Or yeah. I didn't
2: even think about that. I thought you were gonna say, what happens if Reggie Jackson and Johnny Bench walk up to him in Cooperstown and touch his head like? (laughs) Yeah, man, leave my handle alone. It's, like, it's gonna happen, right? Yeah, it's it's like gotta
0: happen just to so, test. It. Yeah, sort it's of like, the sort of the welcome you know, to the club. Are you gonna dude? be as mad at Johnny Bench <laughs> right? as you yeah, were at like Elvis Andrews?
2: That really pissed me off, but man, he is Johnny <laughs> Bench. You know, yeah, you gotta take this for the first year when you're the new guy, right? Yeah, uh, yeah but just you know all that that personality that flowed through it, and then obviously highly productive on uh, you know Rangers pennant winners and all that stuff, and yeah. so. It's it's hard to look at that guy and go, what a Richard he is. Who who wants him to be successful? It's quite the opposite. Like, man, we're you know everybody's happy for that dude.
0: Well, I feel like you know sometimes we get so lost in the business side of professional sports, and it's hard not to. um, And now, you know, that's tampered some views on the collegiate level too, where we get so caught up in the money aspects and the business side of it because it is still a business. And We forget that also it's a game, and it just felt like he never forgot that. And, oh, and he's, absolutely! He's just one of those guys that could just bring joy to the game, unlike anyone else could. And, and and there's other guys I'm sure that you know can can fit the bill of that. Like, well, yeah, they still love having it. it's still there's still that kid playing you know little league baseball out mm-hmm. there. They're just doing it at the highest level on the biggest stage uh, and are producing. But he's kind of the uh, to me he's the poster child for that
2: absolutely and I, and i think that that stuff comes I, i'm not saying he didn't have fun and wasn't fun like that as a younger player but i think later on once he settled into his personality and his success and his teammates and all that it's it's uh, you know he he was able to do that and then and then to provide for rangers fans the moments of the 3000th hit yeah. and those type things that are just you know those are those are signature things not not at the level of Nolan 5,000 5, strikeout or the no-hitters and stuff, but it's it's right there, you know? And 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 those are the kind of things, too. That 3,000 hits thing, you know, once you get to that thing, it's hard to not be at Hall of Fame unless there's PEDs or, you know, gambling and that kind of stuff or whatever. And so he, you know, and, and he certainly... Check those boxes. I think he becomes the fifth Dominican player, and so I'm sure it's a big source of national pride for Mm -hmm. you know his people back there. But he's, uh, I mean, just just in hearing the the little bit, you know, if 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 this is secondhand enough, but just you know, you never hear anything bad about him from the uh, Emily Jones types, you know, that are around him on a daily basis, and uh, you know, she she even gets emotional talking about this was pre Hall of Fame announcement, but just how good he always was to her kids and like well he's probably that way to everybody you know And just so so great stuff there um you know and 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 you you get this same level of of adoration from minnesota twins fans for joe mauer mm-hmm. joe mauer a native son a minnesota kid who played for the twins i mean when you put that on top of, if he had been from florida or somewhere he'd mm. still be a legend around there but that was a minnesota kid that did what he did there. Well
0: and that was kind of the whole thing to the start of his career, right? When he was taken first overall, serious questions of like, "Hey, why didn't you take was it like a pitcher from california or something like that?" And it was like, it feels like you caved in and got the hometown kid and maybe didn't get like the best player and there were like headlines going around of like, "Did they draft the wrong guy?" something like that. And clearly, it worked out.
2: Absolutely. Um, um. absolutely no and that's it that's a good way to say it for
0: for, for beltre there's like zero percent chance right it's not a rangers hat on the bus
2: yeah i wouldn't think so i mean because he had he uh no nah, i yeah i would think so um i mean the the adulation for him because he he came up you know it was, there was la and seattle and then maybe one year with boston and so i i think I think he was with the Rangers the longest, but I think he was the most successful player with the Rangers as well. Yeah. And I'm doing that off the top of my head, so maybe forgetting somebody, but that that's how I remember it. I just he's and and yes, there's some bias here because we get to see all that and hear all that all the time, living in Lubbock and having an affiliate and first pitch lunch and hosting Rangers people and all the things. And so uh that I'm more connected to his time as a Ranger than a Mariner. <laughs> right. Yeah. But uh sure. Yeah, that, that's why I remember it. I, I think he was a more productive player here in in, in Texas, and certainly had those signature moments—the three thousand hits, playing World Series, that kind of stuff—that that, that r- really makes that T T on the hat in Cooperstown a lot easier.
0: Uh, apparently, we we had some numbers thrown out by choice before he left. Okay, uh, Shelley says, "Oh my, there are not a million moose in Alaska." Um, <laughs> guessing rough estimate choice this from ghost of the southwest conference as an astros fan wagner was an excellent pitcher who i got to watch growing up should be in the hall
2: yep yep i uh yeah and he, he strung together some good years across several teams but you're right he was a, f- feels like a core houston astro guy
1: podcast that finishes your workday in a very Red Raider way. This is the Tech Talk podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction.
0: It is Tech Talk here on Double T 97.3, Double T 97.3.com. Clint Scott, Dr. Mike Gustafson, Ben Foreman behind the glass. You can hit us up on the 8th Morning Center chat line. We got this from Bobby Hot Dogs who said, This brought a smile to my face earlier today with a picture of Jason Kelsey screaming uh, saw" as we were discussing. It uh, says, Oh, okay. So when Jason Kelsey does it, everyone loves it. But when I do it, it's time to go home. Yeah, <laughs> I
2: saw that. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and that, that's exactly right, too. Yeah, like, okay, Clint. Can mm. Somebody give Clint a ride home. Call him an Uber. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah, your you boy Dickens, down. your oh, boy sorry. Dickerson. Y-
0: you want to get me in trouble because you want to talk Hunter Dickinson and the Jayhawks.
2: Yeah, all right, I'm ready. Well, again, I was at in Kansas City. This is a little background for this, and uh um in Overland Park yesterday, flew up Friday. Was was Brian Haney's guest, or you know, mm-hmm. pre- ha- Haxton's predecessor on. Worked to work, did a show here, did the noon show here, and, and was, you know, obviously baseball and basketball. So mm-hmm. if you're not familiar, you know, Brian doing all the things at Kansas, which is his, you know, his home and his dream job and all that. So got to go to a game, Fog Island the other day, and which was cool. is That's an iconic building and all that stuff. Um, But Hunter Dickinson, uh-huh. and of course, he's, you know, great player for them. It was kind of a quiet night the other night. But yeah. they, they put the deal up there on, like, you know getting to know the whatever and they, and they put the thing out there and like hunter dickinson's favorite team is the buffalo bills now keep in mind this is monday right after uh-huh. after the chiefs had won on sunday and the place just you know everybody's cheering for it and all that and then the place just boos you know goes bonkers and and then it kind of became a big humorous moment and then they play the replay of the missed field goal from the other day, and the place goes even more bonkers. And, and, and he's in the huddle, and he had to be, you know, like their selves in there. You know, we got to get the ball inside, and whatever he's, whatever stuff he's yelling down there. And, and, and Wilkerson, I, I wonder if he peeked up and went, "What the heck's going on?" I'm not sure
0: when this was played, but said, as we
2: Wilkerson, talked to Dickinson. Yep. Dickinson. Dickinson. Yes. Uh, I'm
0: not sure when this was played, but that was a game that was stressful for mm-hmm. both teams and was a little bit of a dogfight. So I can only imagine at what point this was played.
2: I was thinking uh, late first half, so and that's when early, Cincinnati was early enough to have a little <laughs> levity before it got you know got got too tight and mm-hmm. too tension tension filled. <laughs> yeah, it was a funny moment because he's out there, you know their their favorite food lasagna, blah 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 favorite team buffalo bills and then it's just the play. the place turned on him it was good <laughs> at least they were honest right oh yeah and they
0: didn't just like oh and then they play the
2: clip with the call like they play the field goal missing and the place goes bananas mm-hmm. like uh yeah. all right <laughs> they, they... i just
0: said you know it makes sense that he's would be from that a fan of yeah. a
2: team somewhere from there because he's from
0: that area yep. all right uh gus Got some preseason All Big Twelve baseball. Oh, his
2: favorite player was Allen, quarterback, the Bills Gosh, quarterback. Allen, so they put that up there too, yeah. and they got another round of booze and then the misfield field goal. Oh, okay. yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. At least
0: you know in that area for them, the uh, the Chiefs won. It would have been that much worse if it oh had been God. like. By I don't the think way. they do
2: that. I don't think they even play that <laughs> clip if it was uh, the other way around. But, yeah, they probably didn't do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yes, Big Twelve. Uh, I assume <clears throat> the. Uh, Let's see. Tomorrow, well, I, I don't assume. I know tomorrow they will announce the Big 12 preseason baseball poll. Mm-hmm. Today they announced the preseason All Big 12 team.
0: Um, Are you surprised? So, if you haven't seen it yet, of course your preseason Player of the Year, JJ Weatherholt, feels a pretty good mm-hmm. pick there for West Virginia. And you know
2: what? He he's got a chance to be the first player taken in the draft. Now he he may end up being the fourth or fifth, but you get the you get the deal premium hitter uh you know moving from second base to shortstop this year for west virginia which isn't really that important to us but the, the fact is if he can play shortstop then he becomes a an elite prospect and uh you know big time hitter and so the the fact that he was i mean he was a big 12 player of the year last year so no doubt that he was a Preseason you know, the the preseason pick this year, played for mm-hmm. team USA last summer, all the things. And so uh he's he's uh you know, he he's a real guy not the last we're gonna see of JJ of Weatherholt. And he'll be in love in mid April, um when when the with the West Virginia team playing here. So he he was the uh the uh, lone Mountaineer on the uh, preseason All-Big 12 team. There was one Red Raider on the preseason All-Big 12 team, and that is a unanimous pick, Gavin Cash.
0: This was gonna, uh, are you surprised that there is just Uno on there for Red Raider baseball?
2: You know, I wonder if the uh, position move for um, Bazell made it a little tougher for them to pick a catcher who had caught one college game. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But, uh, cause they go Carson Bowen from TCU mm, there. Yep. And, and I, I wonder if that's the case. Like it's hard for us to vote for that guy when, and Bowen was really good last year. So above Mm -hmm. all else, and we've got five TCU guys on this list, including three pitchers. So just guessing that tomorrow they're going to be the first place choice. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, the, the, the favorite pick to be the first place team, like two starting pitchers closer, uh, shortstop catcher so pretty pretty good uh pretty good core group there and uh um but yeah i i don't know i would cuz bazell's probably the 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 other best candidate cuz these are you know 19 times out of 20 these are going to be guys that are uh you know that have some track record and for us that's bazell maybe Gage harrelson making making preseason or just getting outfielder type recognition, you got to have a really good year because it's such an offensive position. It's it's like trying to be the All-Big-12 receiver or mm-hmm. running back or whatever. It's just like, man, you don't get to sneak sneak your way in because it was a quiet year for third baseman or whatever because every team has three outfielders, and usually the, the best hitters are in that group or among that group. And so a Gage Harrelson or somebody who we would say, yeah, that's a guy we're really looking for great things from this year, you know up against these dudes that all had double digit homers and all that kind of stuff. And so, uh, he might've been the other candidate for it. And you know, we would Mason Molina had been on there perhaps, I don't know, yeah. but you know, took care of that. But, right. um, and, and it, yeah. And so, but I, at the same time, I remain pretty excited and I'll, I'll be surprised if we're not maybe, oh, uh, maybe preseason number four, number three, four, maybe five, um, We'll see about that, but uh, you know the we we were the third highest ranked among the national polls, uh, among the Big Twelve teams. So would that's, five still know.
0: kind of make you raise your yeah, eyebrow a little be. bit? Yeah, huh? maybe.
2: Yep. Yeah. But you can you can kind of see the OSU names on here and go, mm, yeah, they've got a couple. Carson Binge is a utility guy and maybe maybe some two way guy with him. And then Nolan Schubert was outstanding. He's another unanimous pick. Hit a ton of home runs.
0: And so um, last so,
2: year as a freshman, so T-
0: TCU your leader, yeah, Kansas State second with three, there for the Wildcats, and then what Oklahoma State, Kansas, and Texas all with two. Mm-hmm. So, I yeah. Out, uh, outside of that, your your loner being of course you for Texas Tech with Gavin Cash, and then Weatherholt for West Virginia
2: might not be the worst thing to uh, you know it, it might might not be the worst thing to get a little snub here. Um, You know, and and none of this stuff, whether you're number five, preseason number five in the country or preseason 35, you know, none of it matters once the thing gets going. It's better to be in there in the top 25 because it's easier to stay. Mm -hmm. But you know what? These dudes, you know, there's enough veteran core on this team this year to uh, maybe have a little bit of embrace of of a preseason number five or something, if it happens. And again, I've guessed, I've told you guys, I think three or four. But if it, if it slid to five, you know, just seeing these OSU names on here, they've been kind of the one, and and everybody's favorite sort of pick this year is K State because of uh, you know, Tyson Neighbors was the best closer in the league last year. He's got a chance to be not mine. <laughs> he's got a chance to be <laughs> first first round pick this year. He's mm-hmm. he's close to being big league ready. Uh, fantastic closer, you know, among the better closers in the country. Um, and then they've got a starting pitcher. And then the other the other name they've got, you know, Kalen Culpepper was played their base for them at the end of the year, has moved to shortstop. But he's another guy that's showing up on, on some top 100 draft lists. And so it's kind of sneaky, like the BYU kid last week in Hoops mm-hmm. that was the, you know, showing up on the, some of the mocks at like mm-hmm. 22. And we're like, man, I not even been starting yet. That's a little bit of what. Culpepper is and so he's he's uh, set up for some draft success and obviously folks are thinking a lot of him because he's a preseason all big 12 player
1: the podcast put together with Red Raider fans in mind this is the Tech Talk podcast from Double t 97.3 presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction.
0: Thank you for joining us here on a Wednesday edition. Clint Scott, Dr. Mike Gustafson, Ben Foreman behind the glass. We'll have Auburn at Alabama. I've been told not to call it the Iron Bowl at 6.15 after we're done. I had a little bit of this uh, yesterday because you had, you know, the Red River rivalry be played. But uh, I feel like that one crosses over a little bit more between sports whenever you're talking Oklahoma and Texas. But, right, the Iron, iron Bowl, I wonder, uh, you think they'd get mad like if you were there with nah. the Auburn fan base and you're like oh boy the Iron Bowl and they're like it's not the Iron Bowl nah, just football. They'd,
2: they'd probably just know you were um, probably get mad an when outs- outsider you know
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of things that probably tell that I'm an outsider <laughs> 530 tonight 1077 yes FM. we're getting closer and closer to it Lady Raider basketball at home against need Houston it. need it Go, ladies. 6 o'clock tip Looking for a bounce back from the loss in Provo uh, this past weekend. But you've seen Houston once. You've already beat them once, and you did it on the road. If the uh, math checks out, I like your chances tonight, but still got to go do it. And at 6 o'clock on 100.7, the score is the High School Fan Zone with Garrett Luft. Friendship, Cooper, Liberty. You can hit us up on the 8th Flooring Center chat line. Thoughts, comments, questions, reactions. Uh, or you can also call us on the Visual Edge IT hotline. That number is 806-771-0973. If you're out and about, take us anywhere with the mobile app brought to you by Happy State Bank. We're also streaming live on Fox 34 News Now and on YouTube. If you'd like to see our bright and shining faces, we'll clean up a little bit more of the chat line. Uh, we got this from Matt. Tarp. <laughs> Tarp off Thursdays. Uh, I'm gonna, I would need a little bit more convincing than just the... Uh, well,
2: Question. I mean, it depends on who all is in here, you too, said right? We, well. I mean, at this, it's just a bunch of fat dudes or whatever. But yeah, uh, you know, I mean, I could... Have you seen this
0: building? I mean, if I probably didn't, have you seen? Have you, seen the I building? Know, you looked around here? Have you seen the day to day? Have you seen the Raymar Wildlife? I mean,
2: yeah, I mean. And well <laughs> sadly there's no women who work in here so i don't if we're you know they're you're gonna get in, in this studio i know you're gonna get us in trouble with HR. that's that would be the tarps off that because <laughs> me sitting there with you and woodman and hoxton no
0: it's a lot of chest hair i know uh beckett mccaslin coaches youngest so. <laughs> Make you think of pepperoni. Right. You know talking about. Uh, Beckett McCaslin, coach's youngest son, is becoming famous for ripping off his shirt and swinging it over his head. Oh, nice. Yeah, uh, the games.
2: Heck yeah. yeah. Oh, uh, boy.
0: This from Shelly Legs Everywhere, horse name. It's a great one. Hmm. Uh, Murchison is in town. Great hearing y'all's voice. Yeah.
2: In. What up, merch?
0: Um, Hey, Gus, are there any posthumous MLB Hall of Famers? I feel like that may be the only way they ever put Pete Rose in.
2: Yeah, and I'm actually typing out an answer to that. But he, uh, yes, and I I was, the most recent one I can think of (coughs) is uh, Ron Santo. Mm -hmm. You know, and he he was voted in by one of the era committees shortly after he passed. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, yes, um, and, and, you know, the Pete Rose thing is, um, governed or or really you know being dictated by the gambling stuff and being banned by the commissioner and mm-hmm. you know and and, and the commi- commissioners not just the current one have given rose some opportunities for some contrition and whatnot and he just you know that dude you talk about a guy that can't get out of his own way I mean you know he, he just every every time he's given a pathway to contrition you know he'll 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 write some letter or whatever to the commissioner about you know with some half a um apology or whatever and then Immediately take it to the media and and do the well. I I just gave, I just said my apology. You know, but just, what else
0: do you people want? Oh, in, absolutely in, in, in a that calling kind of a out sort of way, which is which is a great way to go about it if you want something to change. Absolutely, right? absolutely, be, be incredibly angry about it.
2: And, and he's he's been given those opportunities. Um, I mean, and he, you know, the dude's a disaster off the field. Now, he's not um, outside the Hall of Fame looking in because you know he banged a 17 year old but he banged a 17 year old allegedly and uh you know i mean that kind of stuff that kind of stuff surfacing mm-hmm. you know 30 years later 40 years later and him just like yeah, oh, what do you, you know and ripping the reporter and all and so you know he 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 can i mean it's just like dude you're a train wreck man mm-hmm. and you know it's And and listen, you
0: can't help the ones who don't want the help.
2: That's exactly it. And 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 listen, I'm not. And this is with him. It's all about the gambling. That's why he's not in. It's not because he was a a turd off the field or whatever. And and all of that, I'm saying all of that as a guy who who loved watching him play. You know, when when I Don Williams still talks about this. When when I played and I drew a walk, I ran down to first base. Like I sprinted down to first. You know, and that was Mm kind of. I always thought, hey, Pete Rose did that and that was cool and I did that until the end of my marginal collegiate career out here. But so, you know, I'm not I'm not saying this in any way as a as a Rose hater. But off the field, he has done nothing right to to manage something or to get to a point where he's like, you know what, I was wrong. I you know, there's just there's just never been an ounce of contrition out of it. It's like you can't, you know, like you can't you know uh, you can't he he throw, wants you can't to,
0: throw your rocks at the institution to right. get in.
2: He wants to sit outside the institution and then gripe about the institution. It's easier for him to sit outside and and you know grinch and moan about it than it is, uh, um, y- you know, for him to uh, just just play the game. And uh, yeah, he, he he wrote that letter of apology a couple summers ago, and then you know, and then immediately went to tmz with it or tmz ended up with it and like yeah manfred didn't turn it over to tmz you know <laughs> it's and- like,
0: you don't know, think you know, like manfred was just like in tmz's pocket just like right. yeah whatever i get i just i don't even read it i just forward it to tmz i just send it over there right you guys got it and then you do your little you know pre-show meeting and they're like well what we got today guys and then like pete rose he sent a letter to manfred
2: and, and, and with, with all of his uh, recounts of the gambling and all that stuff, it was, it was, it's, it's never been his fault. And, you know, it's, it's kind of a playbook that's getting used by a lot of, a lot of people these days. And, and that's fine. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, all well, the dudes that hold the keys to that thing, you, you can't, you, you can't run them down and do all the things that you do. And then. You know, because he he was actually enjoyable as a broadcaster with Frank Thomas and those dudes, you know, what, six, seven years ago mm-hmm. around the time of the Royals World mm-hmm. Series and some of that. And then, like, you know, the the sex with a 16-year-old girl thing comes up, allegedly, and he's, you know, like, just basking right in the middle of it. Like, well, that happened 40 years ago. Why are you bringing that up? I'm like, oh, so you're not saying you didn't do it. I mean, it's just like, just train wreck, train wreck, train wreck, train wreck. He's a mess. Time doesn't heal all wounds. No, it doesn't.
1: The podcast put together with Red Raider fans in mind. This is the Tech Talk podcast from Double T 97.3. Presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction.
0: It is Tech Talk here on Double T seven three and DoubleT97.3.com. Thank you for joining us on a Wednesday over on 1077 Yes FM. Chuck and Fink are just getting going. Lady Raider basketball, 6 o'clock tip at home against Houston. Lady Raiders versus Lady Cougars. Looking for a sweep, Gus. And you need it.
2: Yep. Need to go get this one. Team, we've already taken <laughs> care of on the road. Go get them, Ladies.
0: Um, all right, so I mentioned the scores from last night as we, you know, kind of go week by week, and and you had a, a score on Monday as well um, with Kansas beating Cincinnati, and that was a grinded out type of win for Kansas, although the result pretty much ex- as expected there um, at Fog Allen. Um, but for all of the the road win talk, yeah, three road winners yesterday. Yeah, now three of the
2: four games and yeah. we've had we've had some other days where there were no road games.
0: Right. And and now TCU is the one saying, yeah, you everyone that goes to Oklahoma State right now in the conference is going we need to go in there and win. And that's right. again you, you don't want to be the one who gets beat um by the Cowboys. You just don't want to be in that club and um I don't know how many wins Oklahoma State will get. I can't imagine that they're going as as hard as it is to go undefeated, it's also hard Um, When you have a Big 12 roster and as volatile as the league is, it's also hard to go 0-18. So, I mean, they're going to beat somebody.
2: Mm
1: -hmm.
0: I don't know who that's going to be, though, and you don't want to be the first. So, TCU just adds in, though, that there were three road winners last night. And um, two of those were outstanding matchups. Now, you're going to say top 25 you know, ranked team a lot in the conference because you have so many in, you have seven in the AP top 25. You had eight last week. It's probably going to hang around that number. Um, I guess we'll see the more and more that you cannibalize yourself Mm -hmm. and, and the AP top 25, don't get me wrong. It's nice to be in, but it's, it's all about your, your net ranking. It's all about your kin palm. It's all about those numbers, making sure you're in the field and, Um, even if you're a big 12 school that like a BYU is not going to be in the, in the top 25 next week. BYU right now is just fine. As far as the dance goes, they're just fine. Are they going to win the big 12? No, but are they in the tournament? Yes. Unless they just went over the rest of the way out, which I I can't see happening.
2: Red Raiders, as you said, you mentioned the, um, net ranking and quad one wins and that kind of stuff tech now two and three in the department um and went through non-conference oh and two and in, in quad one the win at texas the win here over byu the other day the two quad one wins for the red raiders or another quad one loss obviously at texas is their number i think one in the country at that time at least um Quad two wins two and zero in that category wins over K State and Michigan. So, uh, quad, the uh, net ranking right now at thirty four. Love to see that number creep up into the twenties.
0: Of course, the the one that was played out last night that I don't know I would say maybe more eyes around here were probably on as Texas Oklahoma just because you have Oklahoma up next and Hacks and I talked about this yesterday and it was the same for me like. Oklahoma has hung around the top 10 all year. They've built up a very impressive resume um, already. And and a, I say impressive because there's a lot of impressive resumes right now in the Big 12. I didn't expect Oklahoma to have that, though. And they really, sh- you know, shot up into the rankings through non-conference play. And that's your 12th place predicted finisher, 13th? I can't remember between them yeah. and BYU which one was 12 and which one was thirteen. But expectation-wise, wasn't there for Porter Mosier. Um, That start's been just kind of up and down, and I don't think really what the Sooners thought they were going to get, and turns out, oh, yeah, he can coach, and they got him for a reason. All that to say, last night was a big-time loss because they didn't protect home court, and that was in the matchup, the ranked team compared to Texas, who has been trying to find themselves and has – swirled a little bit and through all the swirling and through all of the surprise from Oklahoma, they're both looking at each other with you're three and three, I'm three and three in conference right. play. And if that's not the most Big 12 thing ever, I don't know what is right now. Um, but Oklahoma was was interesting to to sit down and watch them watch them because I feel like they're one of the teams that yeah. a lot of people just haven't watched in the conference for whatever reason, even though they've been ranked. And boy, they can, they can really score it, but for your defensive purposes, they can also really stall out.
2: Yes, please. Let's hope for more of that. And, uh, you know, that, that place can get low energy mm-hmm. at times. Uh, usually that's not a, a, rabbit arena. Um, you know, like, like, My sense of that, and I'm going back to when we lived up there and, you know, 30 years ago and, and, and even, even just in more recent history, like they're, they're really needing to come out and get off to a fast start. And we've, we've dealt with this in the past, fortunately not dealing with it this year, but where attendance will sort of follow that low enthusiasm thing. You know, because this isn't a bad OU team, Mm-mm. but it, it feels like there's low enthusiasm around this. And like you said, Moser in year three has put together a pretty good roster and seems to be gaining some traction. And it almost feels like, yeah, they're not interested. You know, mm-hmm. they're, they're ready to go play SEC football, you know, or whatever. <laughs> but it just, it just, that crowd last night felt low, low energy. Which is funny because, you know. With it being the Texas with, game, yeah. With yes. it being the
0: Texas game and, there actually being numbers there right. just goes into just because you have numbers doesn't mean you have a great environment right? and th-
2: those dudes like y- you look at last week's net rankings to this week and oh you dropped like the most of i don't say anybody but certainly anybody up there because they were 22 this time last week and now they're 33 right next to texas tech who's 34 mm-hmm. and so this has, this has quad, for us, with this being a road game, yet another quad one opportunity, just as TCU will be. Um, you know, and so it's, uh, you know, no, no surprise as I say that, but, you know, TCU at 38 today. After that, Cincinnati coming here at 37. I mean, <laughs> this mm-hmm. conference is ridiculous.
0: And, like, when, when you describe this Oklahoma team, like, I I found myself going. I think this is the third fourth time that I'd watched them this year. Of course, watched them play Kansas earlier in the year in Allen Fieldhouse, but like sitting there going, man, they've got all of these pieces that I don't know anything about. Mm -hmm. Feels pretty much like what college basketball is now. But man, they're long. Man, they're athletic. And man, when when you let them run, sure, they're. I mean, they can throw down with anybody. And I'm going, okay, I feel like I have said that for the most part about every single Big 12 oh, no. team. And it just speaks to, well, of the all of the teeth in the conference, there's another fang for you right yeah. there. Oh, no. um, and and I think that's maybe what Oklahoma was saying too from the Texas side is like there, there's no reason Texas sh- should swirl because that's a talented roster mm-hmm. over there. and And what they have – compared to what maybe isn't just abundance still in the big 12 is a lot of really good bigs. And then you add in like an a Smith who's one of the more talented guards in in the country, not just the conference. And then for crying out loud, you've got a former freshman of the year and Tyrese Hunter who won that award with Iowa state and right. is now um, in year three. And so like you start to look at, you start to look at the coach, right. With, with Rodney Terry, and that was never the designed plan, but now again, you're if you're Oklahoma, you're sitting going, well, you lost to them mm-hmm. because that's an a home. big athletic, talented team here in a big athletic, talented conference.
2: Yeah, it's like that. You know, the the OU team on a on a low ebb looks very beatable, but and and them getting smoked at home is probably going to you know garner some attention and perhaps some bounce back i would expect nothing but a challenge on saturday and uh you know i would imagine our guys got a day or two off or a day or two of l- low low involvement or whatever followed by you know probably some pretty intense <laughs> practices this week um but it, it's that age-old deal about coming off an, an open date
0: well and the, and the, what's nice about, you know, clearly about your ball club is they're viewing the same thing. It's like, it, it's such an unforgiving league. If you're Oklahoma. You don't have time. Like, the other side of this is you don't have time to just lick your wounds Mm-mm. and and feel sorry for losing to Texas because you got Texas Tech coming to town who's riding a 4-1 record and has looked pretty dang good this year. Nope. Yep. It's Tech Talk on Double T
1: 97.3. This has been the Tech Talk Podcast presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Check out our library of Double T ninety seven three podcasts at double T dot com.